1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: So in this book, we're supposed to be uh, going to a war. There will be swearing. (laughs) Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Brittany.
3: I'm Goodwin. And and I'm Goodwin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And today we're reading chapter seven. Yes. Chapter seven of Battle Magic. So grab your coffee. (laughs) Or tea.
3: Or your drink drink of choice. choice.
2: And let's, oh look, a cat. caravan evie and rose Thorn and briar they kind of like set their stuff down rose Thorn goes to meditate then evie's like i have something important to tell rose Thorn. and briar's like no don't you dare disturb her she's like actually you should hear it too come with me and so then they go and they bicker the entire way there because they're siblings they find rose rose Thorn finds them before before they find her because she's like i can hear you from all the way over here And then every reveals to them that the night that they uh, rescued Parahan, well, she doesn't tell them that part because Rosalor doesn't know, but she reveals to them that Parahan told her that Weishu is going to Inxia to march on Gyangshi.
3: Dun-dun-dun!
2: What a surprise. Never would have seen that coming in those years. The traitor caravan gets stopped by Yanjingi guards who are searching for Parahan, evidence, evidence of where he might have gone and such. And uh, they're going through everybody's chambers and they go to uh, go to dig through Brian and and Evie's stuff. Evie goes to make sure the cats don't get out because she has these like stones that basically create a perimeter. Everybody wants these, by the way. Can somebody please create them and market them? And then the guards are like, oh, cats, I love cats. And they just, like, hang out and talk about cats for a while until they leave. Evie is really relieved to have, like, passed on the information. Like, she's been kind of bearing the weight of, I know the Yanxing Emperor is going to invade Yangxi And so now she's like, oh, I've told Rosethorn that I've done my part. That's what I need to do. And she's, like, relaxed. And now Rosethorn, of course, is now bearing the weight of that. We find out from other people in the caravansary that... Because Rosethorn's kind of like telling herself like somebody has gotten word to them one way or another. But we find out like all of the temples are like closed and uh, they've basically... Like Yangshi's basically been kind of cut off from the world at this point. Uh, So there's no way they know what's going on. As much as she wants to go home, she's like okay i also have a duty to go and like like let them know yeah and protect the the first circle temple like this is an incredibly sacred place in her religion yeah Um, and so she makes a determination that she's gonna do that and like send briar and evie on ahead of her with all the stuff and she's gonna turn back and i'm sure that it's gonna work out exactly the way she plans
3: Yep. Mm, nothing yeah, nothing wrong is gonna happen at all. Nothing mm-hmm. painful mm-hmm. will happen, or nothing.
2: And Briar and Evie are absolutely gonna listen to her.
4: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Part
2: one of our three step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Ooh, cats.
3: Ooh, cats. Ooh, cats the rocks the the little magic cat fence i i need that
2: i need i need desperately. it desperately can somebody please create it and market it
3: it's just an electric fence for cats i mean mhm yeah so someone get on this someone do it please i'd rather not shock my cats but uh god i need them out of my room <laughs> yeah
2: it's it's like an electric fence for cats but it's more um humane Mm -hmm. It's like a playpen yeah, for cats. Except that if you try to put cats in an actual playpen, they just jump out
4: of it. Exactly. They don't. It's amazing. I guess I'll go ahead and go. Go for it. Yeah. My first one is, uh, I think the excerpt we read last week of where uh, Rose Thorne's trying to meditate and she can just hear uh, Briar and Abby bickering at each other. It reminds me of my own children. Shh, be quiet. Mommy's trying to sleep. Mommy's trying to do something. Be very, very quiet, Sydney. I can hear you. You're not being quiet. You you're you say you're trying to help me out, but no. You're just being so loud. You're defeating the purpose. You're trying to shush her, and you're being just as loud. <sighs> Driving me crazy. Um Yeah. <laughs> No alone time whatsoever. Can't go to the bathroom. They're knocking on the door. Hey, what are you doing? Can we come in there? No, you can't. Try- what do you not get about alone? <laughs> um, My next one is a dislike. When the guards come to look for Parahan, and they tell everyone, any who shelter this Parahan of Kambano- Kambanpur, I don't know how to say that word, will receive the utmost oh, of the say. emperor's displeasure. Those persons, their parents, grandparents, families, cousins, to the third degree of relationship, both older and younger, no one will be spared. Like, shit, he's gonna wipe out an entire family just for one indiscretion. Like, no wonder these people are so freaked out. Like, no wonder there's complacency from the guards and everybody that's around him. Because he if they do anything wrong, their whole family gets fucking murdered. Oh my god, this guy's insane. He's insane. I,
3: you do have to admit, he's he, at least he's thorough.
4: I guess, but stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: It's like, bad.
4: It's so bad. Like, oh my god. That's rough. That's ooh, ooh, that's so rough. One toe out of line and your whole family dies. Oh, scary shit. My next one is a like, lighter note, talking about the cats. The guard was telling Evie about her, about his own cats. And uh, they were talking about the cats so much that Evie forgot to be scared. She's like, Oh, cats. Oh, wait, I was supposed to be scared of you, but I can't because we're talking about cats. No one can be scared when you're talking about cats. (laughs) (laughs) I like that the guards were charmed by the cats. They probably could have. Found some evidence, maybe possibly against them about helping Parahan. but uh, they were charmed by the kitty cats. So they're like, "Oh, the cats! Forget about all this. They have cats. They can't be bad people. They got cats. No one who's bad can have cats."
3: And, and the fact
2: are
4: all lovely people.
3: It's it's not even the first time this has happened. Where I know they're a very good excuse to keep an eye on their stuff while being searched by guards is such a funny true thing because yeah obviously someone's going into a room with your cats you want to keep them there the people checking stuff don't want to let them out and have to chase them so it it just makes sense Mm
2: -hmm. I like that Briar says like they they earn their keep those cats oh yeah
3: Um,
4: Just really sad the cats are
3: gonna die. They're not gonna die. No, they're I, gonna I don't know. die. I don't know. They're why you keep die. saying that. You're being negative.
4: Being negative. You're being I very guess. Negative. Don't remember reading the last book?
3: She's just gonna let them go because they can't be keep free, having please. them. Be free out in the wire wilderness. They'll yeah, die out fine. in the
4: wilderness. But you know, no, cats.
3: Cats are cats. Can go feral real quick. They'll they'll be fine. I'm sure uh-huh. they're fine. I'm they're,
4: sure it's fine.
3: They're going to be fine.
4: Everything's going to be fine. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. My next one is when Eddie pokes Briar. I told you the mountains were important. Now I'll never get to see them up close. And Briar protests saying, Ow, haven't you seen enough mountains? And then the girl who handles the meals is like, I'll protect you from the skinny girl who likes mountains. <laughs> and he's like, Hmm.
3: He's uh, Briar's just got Riz. I don't know what to tell you. He's just got Riz.
4: Uh-huh. And then uh Briar sends everyone off later, and uh, Evie's like, "From the look he gave the mule drover, he she was sure how, uh, there wasn't going to be much washing going on." <laughs> like, Goddamn! I wonder what he's up to. Hmm. Hmm. Teenage boy, what a, I swear. What <laughs> a dog!
2: yeah I um, always loved that like this started out with just these four ten-year-olds and like Briar becomes a teenage boy mm-hmm. and he is like mm-hmm. and I love it I love that in the will of the empress he's basically a horny college student mm-hmm. and I love that we have all the seeds of that here
4: my next one is a but it's also really sad um Rose Thorne's t- thinking to herself uh, I want to go home. I want to see my lover again. Clark. Um, I want my own food and air I can breathe without fighting. I want to see Crane and Nico and the girls. I want my own garden. Like, aww. She even goes to the point where she wants to see Crane. Like, you know she's missing home if she's even wanting to see Crane.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same
4: that's she definitely Anyone but Brier to have a proper argument with. Exactly, and she, oh, she's like, ah, oh, I love my kid, but oh my goodness, he's driving me crazy. I need, I need new arguments. She needs to hit pawn him off on somebody. Like, Here, don't <laughs> argue with Crane. I, I need just two seconds away from me, my child. That's like, what she
2: really misses Crane for. Yes.
4: She like, wants to get home
2: so she can dump the kids on Crane. Hey, you're babysitting today. And go have sex with Lark.
4: Oh, yeah. And my last one is when Rose Thorne thinks to herself, Briar will go if I tell him if uh, he has to look after Evie. Nope. Neither one of them is gonna Rose Thorne, Thorn, have you met this child? Like, she's so stubborn. Like, briar might go if uh evie goes but evie's not going
2: also uh, well i was thinking have you when i said have you met this child i was thinking briar like you tried this before rose Thorn. Yeah. you tried to leave him behind and he was like no i will literally bring you back from back the- from, death. from
4: death like you you Yeah, no. If he's not even going to let you leave leave to die, he is not going to let you leave to go warn somebody about a
3: war. Risk your life, yeah. Uh, uh,
4: No, so... And then Evie's really stubborn, too, so like, no, no. All three of them. Yes, so there is no way in hell is she going to convince those two (laughs) to stay behind. Like, y'all just go ahead and go on. I'll catch up. It'll be fine. I might die, but it's fine. It's okay. It's cool. Excuse me. I already told Abby that dying is bad for you. I cannot let that (laughs) happen to you.
3: All these times he's saying he cares about her so much, like there's no way he's just gonna not go with her. Yeah.
4: No. No. There's no way. So there's no way. we have to stop this dying thing. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Please stop. It's gonna kill you. It's going to kill you. If you die again, you're going to be dead. Uh,
3: no. Uh When they finally get to the caravansary they start eating, and Evie's like, I love trader food. And Rose Thorne says, Do you know when I don't particularly want to eat, all I have to do is watch you devour whatever is before you, and I feel hungry. Like I the way Evie eats.
4: I feel like the opposite. Like if someone's devouring stuff in front of me, I'm going to be like, Ew, gross! Like I'm good. See, that's oh. what I thought she was gonna say. Me too. I think I'm imagining just... her having like shoving shit into her face, like food all over. I'll be like, oh, that's so disgusting. <laughs>
2: And that's essentially how it's
4: described.
2: Of like her eating yeah, exactly. eat without slopping it all over her just,
4: face, just fast as she can, just food everywhere. I'm like,
3: she, she's know. just eating with such relish, you know. Like, she yeah, just...
4: no, I would be the total opposite. Be like, no, you're grossing me out with what you're doing here, and no, nope, uh, I'm good I
3: don't know if first. she if she's eating like that, the food's got to be good. I don't
4: know. I'm that's fair too but like <laughs> if I saw somebody like that I'd be like nah, nah I'm good <laughs> here, here's my portion too here you go enjoy
3: uh, I like the part where they were talking as they were heading down to the stream where uh, Rose Thorne is and Evie says you don't believe I care about her almost as much as you do uh, and then Ryer says that he knows that he cares about her but, like, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that soon. Mm-hmm. Just how far they're willing to go for each other.
4: Yeah. I'll
3: be glad when we leave Yang Jing, Evie told him. I'm scared we'll trip over something really bad. It hasn't happened yet, but I keep expecting it.
2: Ah, uh, foreshadowing? I yeah, don't know what foreshadowing is.
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't, but I've got a feeling.
4: I mean, with a name like Battle Magic. I'm yeah. sure nothing bad will happen. It's going to be rainbows and butterflies, and it's going to be great. Mm,
3: I like the part where Rowshorn tweaks her own ear to let the other two know, because she's usually tweaking other people's ears. There's a little hidden secret message. It's like, I'll tweak my own.
2: I love watching Evie and Briar bicker. More bickering, please. It's It's hilarious. Um, I specifically like the phrase a cartwheel of metal. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I have brains too, even if I don't have a cartwheel of metal hanging around my neck. And I love that this is how she describes Briar's mage medallion. And then I like, they get to Rosethorn, and Rosethorn's like, you guys, stop. And first off, Evie goes, he started it. Ah, yes.
4: (laughs) Pure child, like, yes, so it's um, like that. I'm not touched, touched. <laughs> yeah, stop it, kids. But
2: then she follows this up with, He followed me, I didn't invite him,
4: which and is a lie. You
2: literally told him to come
4: along. You should probably come too. <laughs> you need to hear this. You don't didn't want tell him. him that, Ugh.
3: children, children. <laughs>
4: Ugh. yes damn kids
3: don't know how to act right
4: not some sense into
2: both of them on page 117 briar didn't resent being spied on the way rose and evie did he expected it yeah i like all the talk on page 119 about Gyangxi and how like Oh, they say that it's so close to the gods that even if you don't have a temple there that you, that your gods can hear you. And the the Kangs, all three ranges of them, they are the pillars that hold the heavens aloft. So it's just
4: like... That's pretty cool writing to talk about.
2: Evie uses the phrase no skin off your neb. She, gets, mm, she yep. got it in the briar. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. Mine comes from page 120. Long after she could hear Briar and Evie breathing in sleep, Rosethorn lay wide awake, absently stroking the lanky apricot who lay inside the curve of her arm. She envied the cat. The day's events and discoveries kept her thinking. Duty and wish were tearing at her heart. And I just feel like this kind of like sort of exemplifies what's going on in the chapter with especially with Rosethorn but even some with Briar and Evie um, mm-hmm. dealing with knowing what's going to happen and wanting to get out of it wanting to keep themselves safe but also wanting to keep other people safe so.
4: yeah. mine was basically the same mine was duty so yeah exactly what you said
3: mine was ruling through fear mm. Because we see the emperor saying, "Like, hey, anything to do with Parahans, you know, escape, or if you're holding them, I can get rid of you, your entire family, everyone that even knows you. That's a pretty good way to keep people under control, you know, until it isn't. But yeah. it, yeah, like it, it, ruling through fear never works out in the long run, but it is effective uh, early on. You feel it from them. You hear about how all the other temples have been kind of locked down and." separated into their own thing so they can't even communicate like it's it's scary out here it it is scary for the people here in uh Yangjing i kept thinking of Yangshi Yangjing it's scary for the people out here and even the people traveling like it's just not a uh... you're you're in the in a country in the grips of a maniac and it's you know Fighting back, knowing, you know, if you do anything wrong, your entire family and even people who barely know you will uh, will uh, suffer uh, makes that incredibly difficult.
2: Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter?
3: Mine was to do your duty it's kind of like the whole see something, say something when you're in a public place. Like if you see a bag that looks kind of funky or something, you're like, I should let someone know. Like if you know that a place that is innocent is about to be taken, o- is about to be attacked and potentially taken over by a country that's hostile to you. uh, Sure. It'd be nice to go home. See your wonderful uh wife. And children and people who annoy you, but you're home. Uh, But if you can do something to prevent innocent people from being harmed, or, you know, even in a much more mundane way, like if you have jumper cables and someone needs a jump, like in a parking lot, do your part. Like try to put good in the world. Uh, Even if it, you know, is uh, difficult you know, at the time, uh you know, do do your best to, to, to your fellow human beings and do your duty and, you know, be 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 nice to each other. Do do the right thing. Admittedly, I'm a little more self sacrificing than most people, and it's kind of a flaw. Uh but uh yeah, I, I feel like that's still pretty uh pretty important.
2: Mine was pretty similar to Goodwin's. I was just really struck by this line about Evie passing a hateful burden to someone who can handle it um, and I wasn't entirely sure what it was about that. I think it's like, I mean granted she's 12 and there's not really much that she can do about it or like she's she doesn't really have the the resources to handle this problem. She's let it go, but now it's just like somebody else's problem now. <laughs> And so now Roselorn has to deal with it, um, which hasn't actually really helped anything. And I guess it's that like thinking about how these problems will affect other people. I mean, obviously, Evie did need to tell Roselorn. She did what she had to do. And um, that, and there isn't much else that she could do. And sometimes that's the position you're in. But I think in I think at a, sometimes in our lives we have that position where we can just kind of dump it on somebody or we can find a way to like shoulder it together and where we can find a way to shoulder
4: it together it's often the better option. Um, well, mine is not nearly as uh, strong as y'all's. <laughs> mine is uh, everyone very badly to ask what Rose Thorn was thinking but sometimes it is best to leave her to her thoughts. Sometimes I'm too curious about what other people are thinking, and uh, I want to know. And uh, sometimes it's not for me to know, and if they want to tell me, they can, but uh, it's not for me to be like, hey, tell me everything that you're thinking. I want to know. I got to know everything. And No, sometimes you just got to let people be. So and I got to remember that, because uh, I push... A lot sometimes, and I I should not.
2: I, I feel like that's a good one for me, too. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter, so this is an excerpt from chapter eight of Battle Magic. With dawn came the promise of rain, while Evie fetched tea and steamed dumplings. "'Friar and Rosethorn set the ribs on the wagon "'and rolled the heavy cover over them "'to protect the most delicate of their belongings. "'They had scarcely gone two miles down the road "'when the skies delivered on their promise. "'The cats, who liked to go for a run first thing after breakfast, "'returned yowling in complaint "'and took up positions under the cover. "'Soon after, Evie had made certain "'all of them were accounted for. "'The traffic on the road came south to a... "'The traffic on the road south came to a halt. "'There were soldiers ahead, "'searching and questioning the travelers.' Briar tied his riding horse's reins to the wagon and climbed up on the seat with Rosethorn. Gently, he took the team's reins from her hands. Rosethorn decided that now was as good a time as any. She half-turned so that both of her companions could see her face under her wide-brimmed straw hat. Tomorrow, we'll reach a big market town called Kushi. You might remember it from the map I showed you. We're going to have a small change in our plans after that. The caravan turns southeast from there, going on to Hanxian. You two will take our things and stay with the caravan, understand me? Briar, you are to get Evie, the cats, your shackans. no. Briar held the reins tightly, so much so that his knuckles had gone white. But he wasn't pulling too hard on the horse's mouths. She made sure of that. Don't argue with me, boy, she warned. No, Evie said. She knuckled an eye before a tear could escape. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I couldn't leave him in the cage. Please don't send me away. She crawled to the back with the cats. I won't leave you. You can't make me. Rosethorn turned to Briar. You have to take her back to Emelon, she said, trying to hold his eyes with her own. He would not look at her, keeping his eyes on the team that pulled the wagon. Briar, you heard what they said. Weishu has kept the religious people in the local temples prisoner. Unless there was a miracle of some kind, no one has been able to smuggle word to Gyongxi. I don't know if I'll beat the Imperial army there, but I have to try. "'It's a horrible long way,' Evie argued. "'It'll be dangerous with bandits and rockslides and border guards. "'You'll need us.' "'Be sensible,' Friar said. "'Even with people being locked up and all, "'you're going the long way around. "'They probably will know by then. "'What will you do, turn and walk back out?' "'Rosethorn stared at the horse's ears. "'I have to help. "'You won't understand. "'If the First Circle Temple falls, "'it's sacred to everyone of the Living Circle.' this is my faith and my devotion, my vows. Now we come to it, Briar said bleakly. Rosethorn glared at him. My vows. But I won't risk your lives because I swore to defend my faith and those who take shelter in it. Neither of you is a believer. I am not dragging either of you into a war. And that is my last word on the subject
4: yeah right i'm sure yeah right. you sure. yeah. totally gonna listen to that like i said <laughs> no i'm putting my foot down
2: reading circle temple is
4: produced by us molly britney Indy
3: and goodwin
4: if you like the show tell your friends about us if you don't like the show tell your enemies
3: you can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
4: Find
2: all our episodes at our new home on Acast. Shows.acast.com
4: slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email
0: at templeofreadingcircle@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
3: You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
4: To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon Ann Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on
3: SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening.
4: Let's all have coffee next week. <laughs>
2: is why I read the paragraph. I kid you not. I wrote the word D-U-T-Y in my notebook and I was like, nope, nope, I'm going to read the paragraph because they're going to make it into a poop
0: joke.
3: Mm-hmm. You got, every time. It's, it's, it's kind of a rule.
0: Yep. Yeah.